0: Welcome back to Sideline Exposure. I am your host, Mitchell Crosson, and this is Exposure 126. And this week we are discussing the college football playoff true contenders out of the Power 5 conferences. I have 14 teams on here. There could have been a couple more I could have included, but I just didn't quite have the right feeling with those. So let's start off here with the West Coast Pac-12. I think it's just USC. And Utah here I don't think Oregon is a true contender I think Dan Lanning has a little bit of a way to go I think he has the chance to be a good coach I just don't think he's going to pick up and run with a program like Oregon right off the bat to lead them to a college football playoff appearance USC and Utah are interesting because with USC it's all based off of hype and speculation at the moment yes their offense is probably going to be really good but there's a chance that it doesn't quite click right off the bat and also defensively what is USD going to have then with Utah obviously Pac-12 champ had a really good year last year they're bringing back their quarterback Cameron rising people like Utah I'm not as quite high on Utah as other people are but if you look at Utah's schedule and I got it pulled up right in front of me let's just go through this quickly here week one Florida at Florida the Florida programs, and not just Florida, but Miami, Florida State, Florida, are all kind of a mess right now trying to rebuild their own brand. I don't think Utah loses this game here, but I'm not giving them you know, a huge chance to win. Right? Florida could pull out this upset. And look, it's going to be on the road, week one, fresh teams, no momentum has been built yet. So something to look out for there. But after the Florida game, I don't think I'm really looking at many more losses on the schedule if any you have southern utah at home and san diego state at home then they go to arizona state oregon state at home at ucla and then the big one the october 15th showdown at home versus usc this is where they could lose but it's a home game i don't think they're gonna let usc walk in there and finish it out with a win and then to finish out their regular season they go at washington state home versus Arizona, home versus Stanford at Oregon, which is interesting, and then at Colorado. Minimum for Utah. I think we're looking at a 9-3 and three regular season, and that's if they lose their three biggest games, Florida, USC, and Oregon. I don't think they lose to USC at home, and I don't think they're going to go undefeated in the regular season. So that means they're going to have a loss between Oregon and, in Florida, in my opinion. But is a 11-1 regular season finish on the table for Utah? Definitely. And would they face off against the USC again in the Pac-12 championship? I think so. I don't think Oregon is a true threat to the Pac-12 championship this year. And outside of USC and Utah, Pac-12 has nobody. And as hard as it is to beat a really good team twice, I just don't know if I have the faith in USC this year. And so I think it's going to be Utah as probably the best contender or the number one contender coming out of the Pac-12. Let's move on to the Big 12. Baylor, Oklahoma State, and Oklahoma. And last week in our top 25 rankings, we had these teams ranked right by each other, starting with number 9, Oklahoma State, 10, Oklahoma, and 11 was Baylor, if I remember my numbers correctly but we're at a point here where the Big 12 is completely wide open and the returning Big 12 champ Baylor has rebuilt their program and they look pretty good they had a great year last year but Oklahoma State and Oklahoma aren't going away Mike Gundy runs a very good program with the Cowboys yes they're taking a little bit of a hit because they're a defensive identity and defensive coordinator Jim Knowles left and is now the D.C for Ohio State. So that hurts them a little bit, or else I would really like Oklahoma State. But I do think the loss of Jim Knowles, you know, just can't be minimized. And then Oklahoma, you know, we can't just push them over just because they lose their head coach. Yes, it's going to hurt, but they're trying to rebuild their identity as well. Defensive identity getting Brent Venables, which was a great hire. Will it take some time for them to really get their feet underneath them? Yes, it will. So don't be surprised if there's an a loss early on. But with Baylor, who was a little bit of a surprise last year, I don't think a lot of people thought they were going to win the Big 12 championship. Oklahoma State is dropping a little bit. Oklahoma dropped a little bit. I think these three schools are grouping together. Moving on to the Big Ten, and I think this is very clear who the true contenders are. Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, and Wisconsin. So five contenders out of this conference which is huge and if we quickly go through each one Ohio State obviously we don't really have to spend any time talking about the Buckeyes Michigan made the playoff last year finally got the monkey off their bat beating Ohio State could they do it again this year yes are people picking against Michigan yes am I going to pick them to win the Big Ten I don't think so but you can't count them out completely what if they beat the Buckeyes again and you know finish 11-1 in the regular season? Michigan State, kind of a similar story. They got blown out by Ohio State last year, but that's what the whole path is in the Big 10. You have to go through Ohio State if you're not Ohio State. Michigan State has done it before. I don't think they're going to do it this year, but look, if they beat Michigan, if they beat Ohio State, and as long as they don't blow it, they'll be in a position to make the playoff. Same story with Penn State. They've done it before. They beat Ohio State in 2016. They haven't beaten them since then. They've played Ohio State better than any other program has played them. One-point losses. They've been very close. But if they can try to not even match that 2016 season when they beat Ohio State, but if they're able to get that offense cooking a little bit this year, maybe the five-star quarterback, Drew Allard, starts to play, maybe takes over the starting job. I don't know. I think it's something to look out for. And then Wisconsin, right, the only team – In the Big Ten West here, all four other teams in the Big Ten East. The Big Ten West is weak. Iowa, no. It's just not going to be anybody else coming out of that division than Wisconsin. And Wisconsin has the opportunity to do something here. They do play Ohio State early on. September 24th, I think, week four in Columbus. I don't think they're going to win that game, but that could be a very good game to watch. Wisconsin running back Braylon Allen had a really good year last year. He feels like the next great running back for the Badgers. But I think the path to 11-1 is totally there for Wisconsin. Removing the Ohio State game, here are Wisconsin's opponents. Week 1, Illinois State. Week 2, Washington State. And Week 3, New Mexico State. So not a stellar non-conference. Washington State could be okay, but that's a home game for the Badgers. Skip Week 4, that's Ohio State. Then you have... Illinois, Northwestern, Michigan State, which should be a real game, Purdue, Maryland, Iowa, Nebraska, Minnesota. Maryland could be decent. Nebraska could be decent. Purdue could be decent. But those feel like best-case scenarios for those three teams. And I doubt that all three of those schools are going to have a best-case scenario. So an 11-1 and regular season, or even 10-2, and which isn't bad, but those are both totally on the table for the Badgers. Let's move on to the ACC next. I just have one school here, and that's Clemson. And this one was a little bit of a struggle for me. Yes, I looked at the likes of NC State, but I'm not as high on them as others are. I haven't fallen in love with the program and the talent that they have. I understand that they beat Clemson last year, but so did two other schools. Now, one other school was Georgia, the national champs, yes, but If Clemson is bad to the point where they're not the best team in the ACC, and let's say it is NC State, we could be looking at a world, in my opinion, where the ACC and NC State, or whoever the ACC champ is, is left out, if not Clemson. Now, that, of course, depends on the other conferences, right? The SEC could very well get two teams in. I think there will be a year where the Big Ten also gets two teams in as well. I think with the Pac-12 right now with the possibility of USC or Utah both or one of them with the possibility of being really good I think it puts even more pressure on the ACC to produce a really good team where the committee can't look at them and say no and Pitt and Wake Forest, Wake Forest maybe has some magic left could do something on offense but defensively not good enough and Pitt just lost too much talent let's move on to the SEC Alabama, Georgia Texas A&M it has to be Alabama or A&M out of the SEC West. I think it's probably going to be Bama. People are really excited for that matchup this year. And I don't know, A&M or Texas 8-5, and five, they beat Bama last year, but they just underperform as well. And everyone's just saying, well, look at the recruiting. Look at the recruiting class from last year, 2022. I don't care about that. Yeah, in two, three, four years, whatever. Sure, that will pay dividends then. But for this year that recruiting class isn't going to help you at all. Now, don't get me wrong. A&M still has a solid team and have shown us that they can beat Alabama. Can they beat this version of Alabama? Well, second year, Bryce Young, Will Anderson, who's even more polished. I don't know if anybody can beat this year's version of Bama. Maybe Ohio State, but I have to see what Ohio State can do if they can really relive their offensive performance from last year. But also, defensively, they got to be much better. So that remains to be seen but i am wondering about this possible scenario what if alabama beats texas a&m undefeated goes into the sec championship game what if a&m's only loss is to bama and then let's assume alabama's playing georgia in the sec championship georgia could easily cakewalk through their schedule and they lost a lot of pieces from last year's team but Let's look at their schedule. Oregon, week one, a little bit of a red flag. Something could happen here. First week of the year, weird stuff does happen. But after the Oregon game, they play Samford, not Stanford, but Samford. South Carolina, Kent State, Missouri, Auburn, Vanderbilt, Florida, Tennessee, Mississippi State, Kentucky, Georgia Tech. Is twelve and zero a possibility for the national champs? I definitely think so. And what if you live in a world where twelve and zero Georgia meets twelve and zero Alabama? And 12-0 Alabama beats Georgia, I don't know, 42-24. And let's say we're at a point where the SEC is looking at possibly a second SEC team in the playoff mix. Do you go with the Georgia team, who was 12-1, had an appearance in the SEC championship? Or do you go with the Texas A&M team, who maybe played Alabama a little bit better? Maybe Al- Alabama struggled in that game, was a little bit of a closer game than this SEC championship. Do you put a second SEC team in from A&M or Georgia? I think they would probably pick texas a and i A&M. I'm not totally sold on that being what the committee would do, but I think that's the way I would lean. Now, there are teams that are missing, right? You could say, what if LSU has a really good season, kind of replicates what happened in 2019? I don't think they're going to, but of course, you can't always account for that surprise team that might pop up and then we're doing power five conferences here so there's no notre dame i think notre dame has a real shot i mean of course they do they're always in the playoff mix every year if they're not at least making it i think marcus freeman has a little bit of time to go to build up his program now look i think he's going to be a really good football coach i just think it might take him a little bit of time he's a young guy so let him build his roots set his roots build up his program a little bit and then i think notre dame has the opportunity to be really good that will conclude this week's episode of silent exposure go ahead and hit us follow on our social medias at silent exposure on facebook instagram and tiktok and then at silent expose on twitter exciting stuff college football is just around the corner thanks for listening and as always go bucks